0: Today we're looking at redeem from crippling doubt. Redeem from crippling doubt. We all have doubts, don't we? Is it crippling sometimes? It is. And we're going to look at a story of how we can handle that crippling doubt. While both Matthew and Luke detail the birth of the birth of Jesus Christ, the Gospel of Luke is the only gospel that details the birth of John the Baptist. This is not in your books. I see you looking. Okay, it's just an introduction. All right.
1: Thank you.
0: And so the, the, the Gospel of Luke is the only one that details John, John the Baptist's birth. And at the opening of his Gospel, Luke introduced two people. Who were they? Zachariah and Elizabeth they were described as a godly elderly couple from the line of Aaron and uh, they were childless because Elizabeth could not have children she could not conceive and so the angel Gabriel was sent by God to announce to Zachariah that Elizabeth would have a child I
1: feel I'm here
2: yeah
0: It'll, it'll, it'll cool down a bit uh, they probably whenever they turn this on late then the room don't get cool uh, sufficient by the time we're ready to start but it'll cool down soon enough and so God sent the angel Gabriel one of his faithful favorite messengers uh, to announce to Zachariah that uh, they would be blessed with a son because Elizabeth is going to have a child. But guess what happened? Zachariah had difficulty believing that. Now, could you blame him? No. <laughs> okay, because it said they were elderly couple, right?
2: Yeah.
0: And uh, so he uh, he had trouble believing, even though it was good news. Mm-hmm. He had trouble believing it because of the circumstances that they were in, they found themselves in. So with that backdrop, let's look at the first question on page 91. Whose word have you learned to always trust? God's Word. God's Word, God's word. okay. Of course we should. But is there any person in particular that uh, you know that through your experience you've learned to trust that person's word. Anybody you could think of? Your parents. Huh? Your, parents. your parents? Okay. My husband. Husband? Okay. Anybody else? <laughs> Teacher. Teacher? Okay. Yeah, we always try, like to trust teachers, right? They're supposed to know. Yeah. All right. and uh, And of course. Uh, good friends, special friends, and of course, probably, uh, families, hmm? The doctor. The doctor.
1: Okay.
0: Well, that's a good in to trust. You don't trust that person, you're in trouble. Okay, let's look at the, um, the paragraph on page 92. Someone read that, please. Meet, Bible meets life.
3: Truth is, trust isn't what it used to be. My grandfather never locked his door. In fact, he didn't even have locks on the doors and windows of his house. But I wouldn't think of leaving my car unlocked even while making a great trip into the grocery store. Would you? No. Blind trust is never wise. But we often left often let skepticism replace any form of trust. So why wouldn't we? Elected officials promise big changes, but they rarely deliver. More and more religious leaders are caught in moral failures. Corporate executives hoard money while their companies and their employees hurtle toward financial ruin. It's difficult to trust people. And let's admit it, sometimes it's difficult to trust God. Zechariah certainly believed in God, but when God sent a specific word to him, he found it difficult to trust. As we'll see, God didn't leave Zechariah in his doubt and
0: he will not leave us either. Okay. How many of you have keys on you? You all have keys, right? Take them out. Take out your keys. And you should be able to identify on your keys what these keys are for, right? Mm -hmm. Now I have a little key here. Okay. and it don't look like the normal key. What do you think that's for? A <laughs> uh-huh.
3: <laughs> Huh? Safety, like a
0: Safety uh, box? Safety box? Safety box? No? What uh, kind I of say, key do you think that is? So I never see. see. A padlock. I
3: can't see. A
0: padlock? Oh, yeah. Okay. Padlock? Yes. Yeah. No? no? No, not padlock.
3: No. Uh, a copy. Uh, a briefcase? No. Okay. <laughs> looks
0: like Our a briefcase. Look at it. Lock? Let me pass it around. Pass it around. Look at that one key right here. <laughs> Tell me what that is for, it doesn't look like a normal key, pass it
3: around,
0: pass it around. <laughs> huh? But I have a, a that's one key, yeah. but I have a case that I keep in, uh, that I keep and it has a whole lot of keys in it. <gasps> And all those keys are for different places. Right? And I, I remember I got a, a call from a lady who came to town. She came to stay in her father's place. And, um, she, um, needed a key. Because she didn't have a the father. The parents moved away a long time ago. And she came to visit. And, um, she came to stay in the place and have some friends stay in the place. And, um, and because they were planning on leasing the place, they asked us to remove all the personal effects. So we took all the personal effects, packed them up, and put them in storage. And then I got a call that night uh, that she needed the Wi-Fi and all that stuff. But we didn't leave that stuff in there because that's, that's considered personal stuff, all right? So, and she needed a landline phone. Now, in this day and age, some people don't use landlines. Yeah. Okay. Anybody figure what I key for? Security. security
2: for that um, same you're talking about, all those keys. In.
0: No, no. Uh, <laughs> security. Hello. Uh, okay, keep trying to figure it out.
2: Storage.
0: Uh, but I had to go back in storage oh, and pull out the landline phones oh, and right. give them to her to put back in. But I have this case with all of these keys in it, and if I didn't have those keys labeled, I'd be in trouble. And uh, the people that I that I work for, they have a, they have a penthouse on the fifth floor. And to get to their penthouse, they need to get into the main door, and they don't have a key for that. You need a code for that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: all right? And so they travel a lot, they're out of town a lot. Figure it out? Yeah, we know. What? Yeah, we know. No. lock No. No. Okay, keep passing it along. All right, so, um, and one day they called me, they were out of they, date, they, they traveled for months at a time, and uh, one time they came back, and they couldn't get in their house because they couldn't remember the code. Of course, it doesn't work with a key, so they called me and asked me, what is our code to get in the house? All right, so we gave them the code. But well, without codes, there are keys. All right, and, um, we all have keys for something, right? <laughs> Anybody figure it out yet? But is that
3: no, no, a, just,
0: a key. Huh? No, it looks like a fridge key though. Key? It looks like a fridge key. That's your Rolls
3: Royce? That's
2: your Rolls Royce? <laughs> no. <laughs> then, is that a key that you, um, you buy a lock and you have the key and
3: then you have it re by him
0: no, that's not it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay,
0: okay, you I'm figured out okay, that? Okay, let's look at um the <laughs> point. <laughs> the point on page top of page ninety two. What is the point?
2: God's word can be fully trusted.
0: God's word can be fully trusted. <laughs> this key is for a club. What club you know what a club is right the club that you on the wheel of car the club that you put on your car steering wheel
1: right there's
0: a club for everything right well we have we have we have we have three cars in the family and each of those cars have one of these keys have a club that we lock at night because one time we had a situation where we had a van and someone broke into the van and was trying to steal it and uh, um, so we had clubs put on all of them even though some of the cars have alarms the alarms still you need a club and so that key is for a club but we all have special keys the point is we all have special keys for different things right and that was the point of the key so the point of God's word is that we can be that God can be fully trusted the whole point of the lesson that we're going to look at today. So let's look at what the Bible has to say. Someone read the passage on page 93, uh, verses 11 to 17, Luke chapter 1.
2: An angel, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing, in, standing to the right of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and overcome with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, because your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear your son, and you will name him John. There will be joy and delight for you, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and will never drink wine or beer. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit while still in his mother's womb. He He will turn many of the sons of Israel to the Lord their God and he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of fathers to the children and be disobedient to the understanding of the righteous to make ready for the Lord a prepared people.
0: Okay and we have some definitions there right you see those definitions that give us better clarity on what those terms mean the altar of incense and Elijah and a prepared people see those? Those are to give us a good clarification of what those terms mean, uh, just for our personal benefit. But in uh, verse 11, 12, Zachariah was a priest and he was on normal duty one day in the temple in Jerusalem. And um, he was one of those, uh, the priests were chosen by lot. And so he was chosen uh, to be the priest in the sanctuary for that particular period of time. And uh, he was uh, in the process of burning incense on the altar when God allowed this messenger to come to him and, uh, and to give him a specific message that troubled him to the point where he didn't, he couldn't believe it. This can't be true. I mean, you, you, are you serious? That was probably the thought in his mind. Are you serious? All right, Gabriel came and he said, your wife is going to have a son. And of course, we know from the scriptures that barrenness uh, was a sort of a curse. Those persons who could not have children uh, in that particular culture, uh, they were considered to be uh, cursed or God didn't bless them for a particular wrong or sin or whatever they had done wrong. Okay, But it wasn't the case in, in the case of Zachariah. And Elizabeth. In other words it wasn't the case in every single case. Whenever there was a case where a woman could not have children it wasn't a case where that woman was being punished by God for whatever reason. Okay because in this particular case the Bible reminds us or tells us that Zachariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's sight. So definitely couldn't be that God was judging or condemning her. Uh, for anything that uh, she could have done. She's described as righteous in God's sight living without blame according to all the commands and requirements of the law. Alright, so God does some things sometimes in order that he might be glorified. And this is one of those cases where God is going to be glorified by doing something, by allowing a situation and a circumstance in the life of a couple so that he would be the one to get glorified in the fulfillment of his divine purpose, which he was doing here and bringing John into the world, who would be the forerunner of the Messiah. Okay, let's look at uh, question number two. What does it say? Page 94. When
3: did him bless by an the
0: when was the last time you've been blessed by an answered prayer? Mm-hmm. We do get answered prayers, right? Yeah,
3: really? yeah, we
0: pray about them all the time. We praise the Lord for them all the time. When can you remember the last time you got... You got Yes. Yeah? God is real, is true, and he answers the prayer of his On he my prayer. Okay. Not Anybody else?
1: I had one yesterday. Yes. Okay. I um, checked what I need. Mm-hmm. I need fifty more dollars to pay off the tubas and pay off my bills. Mm-hmm. I said, our oh Lord, you need to come through with fifty dollars. The Lord, my God, he spent more than fifty dollars. Yes. I don't know why I come and say, God, you always come
0: through. Amen.
1: Yes.
0: Amen. He is faithful. And it's a, it's, a, it's a real, it gives you a good feeling, doesn't it? Yes. When God answers a prayer. Sister Beth.
1: Uh, we're in the process with our daughter of praying for the Lord to direct her to just the right full-time job. And so yesterday he gave her another interview appointment. So that's all in process and so we thank him.
0: Praise the Lord.
1: Part of all, all these steps are answers. Amen.
0: Amen. I think that the prayers be answered according to your faith in the Lord. That's the way it works. do um, <laughs> not think, But the principle part is, I don't think many of us, you can't say how many times that he has answered our prayers because we're always in contact with him, so mm. for his, mm. all he is always there is like the springs of water. Always. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's look at the verse again. And um, what were some? What what were the promises given in these verses? Look at the verses again. Uh, there are at least six promises uh, given in those verses. Who could tell me what those promises were that were given? God is a promise-keeping God. That means if He keeps promises, He gives promises, right? What are some of the promises that you notice in that passage that we just read?
1: God hears our prayers.
0: God hears our prayers. Okay. Verse 13. All right. What
2: else?
0: Okay, again in verse 13. Uh, Elizabeth will bear a son. Okay?
1: He will be gone. He will be joy and delight
0: to you. Mm hmm. That's verse 14, right?
2: Mm hmm. Yeah. What else?
0: He will.
1: His his birth
0: birth. Okay. He will not drink. He will not drink. Okay. He will be great in the
1: sight of the, and of the Holy Spirit.
0: And filled with the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Great in the sight of the Lord. He won't be drink. He won't be a drunkard mm-hmm. or a drinker
1: mm-hmm.
0: or wine bibber. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, now, because of the behavior that John exhibited, some people thought he was a drunkard, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, what else do we see?
4: He will turn many sons of Israel to the Lord.
0: Okay, you will turn many sons of Israel to the Lord, their God. What else?
1: You will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah.
0: Okay, you go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah. Okay, those are some tremendous promises uh, that God had made.
1: Anyway, 17, right? mm-hmm. He will go before him in the spirit of and power of Elijah. What is the spirit and power of Elijah? Everybody like to know that, so we need to know what is the spirit and power of Elijah?
0: Okay, Elijah was one of the few prophets who God endowed with his spirit. When we look at a lot of the things that Elijah did, he could only do because of the spirit of the Lord. Now, in our day and time, we, we all have the Holy Spirit. Okay, but in the, pro- in the days of the prophets, not all of the prophets had been endowed by the spirit. There were special occasions when God endowed a particular prophet with, with, with his spirit. And Elijah was one of those prophets whom God allowed, who, in, who he God endowed with his spirit. And he was able to accomplish all of the great things that we, and the miraculous things that we see him accomplish in the word of God. And, uh, and uh, remember when Elijah was being called home, uh, and uh, and God chose Elisha. Remember what happened, right? God was God allowed His Spirit to go in on Eli in Elisha as well. Okay, so that was uh, uh, made Elijah such a unique prophet among the many others that God used. Okay, we have an exercise on page ninety-five, an activity trusting God. Look at that one. Okay, so to to what degree have you been able to trust God throughout different phases of your life? Answer the following questions to see how your level of trust has progressed. And we get a couple of questions there. How much did you trust God as a child? Um, You can either say no trust, or you can go in the middle between no trust and complete trust, or you can go all the way to complete trust. Okay, now we know that children are trusting, right? They believe yes. everything you tell them.
3: Yes.
0: All right, so the question is, how much do you trust God as a child? Is it no trust, little trust? I
1: that's
0: okay, right. that's, that's for you to answer us before the Lord, but it, it reminds us of how we can trust God. And then the other one is, how much did you trust God 10 years ago? Is it the same today? Do you trust Him as much today as you did 10 years ago? And then how much do you did you trust God five years ago? No trust, complete trust, or in between? How much did you trust God last week? No trust? Complete trust or in between? Okay, in other words, our trust in God should be growing the more we are in a relationship with the Lord. Okay? Now child, childlike trust is a little different because, like we say, children trust God, they trust you for everything.
2: Yeah,
0: and then when we get older, it seems as if as we get older, that trust diminishes. Yeah. Okay, but if you're a child of God, that trust is supposed to grow. Okay, let's look at 90, the, the paragraphs of 94. Someone read that, please. The Bible
2: is filled with miracles and two of the most familiar have to do with miraculous births. Abraham and Sarah and the birth of Isaac, Mary and Joseph and the virgin birth of Jesus. Another important birth preceded the birth of Jesus by, a near, by their mother, the birth of John the Baptist before the forerunner of Christ. Like Abraham and Sarah, John's parents were past childbearing years. Zachariah and Elizabeth desired a child. They had prayed for one, probably for years. In spite of their righteousness and blameless lies, their prayers had seemingly gone unanswered, Seemingly, In reality, God heard their prayers and he chose to respond in his own timing. When the angel Gabriel appeared to Zachariah, the man naturally was startled and overcome with fear. Who wouldn't be? But the angel's song to calm his fears and announce that your prayer has been yours. Gabriel gave specific details about Zachariah's son, including what his name would be and the kind of impact he would have on the world. Gabriel also promised that the son would bring joy and delight to his father and that many would rejoice at his birth. We all desire to have our prayers answered. If we didn't expect an answer, we wouldn't ask in the first place yet how many times do we seek something from God only to be surprised when he answers or how many times do we ask God for direction yet we hesitate when you give us direction through his word perhaps it would be easier if an angel would it, perhaps it would be easier if an angel stood directly in front of us with the answer but as we'll see Even such a miraculous sight doesn't always remove our doubts. God wants to establish a pattern with his children. When we hear his word, we should believe it, push through our fear, and step out in faith.
0: Okay, let's look at what the Bible has to say. Luke uh, 18 to 20 on page 93. Someone want to read that?
1: How can I know exactly actually right the I am an old man and my wife is well long in years. The angel answered him, I gave who stands in the presence of God. And I was to speak to you and tell you this to me. Now listen, you will become silent and unable to speak until the day these things take place. Because you did not believe my words which will be fulfilled in your proper time. He asked for for right time and hope.
0: His name is John. And okay, you can stop right there. Now notice, what is the consequences for doubt here?
1: Punishment. Punishment.
0: Punishment. So God does have an issue with being doubtful when we doubt him, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is an example right here. You know, God is just as concerned about uh, being doubted as we are. You know, when you ask someone to trust you and they don't trust you, you get upset, right? Of course. God is the same way. He wants us to trust Him, and we don't trust Him. Uh, he is concerned about that. It affects Him. It bothers Him. We can say. And so, in verse eighteen, we know note uh, Zachariah's response. How can I know this? You know, how can I know this? Zachariah's question amounted to a demand for a sign. In other words, Lord, show me something that will really cause me to believe this. Alright, and we know that in the Bible times, everybody wanted a sign. All right? Zacharias spoke from unbelief as he reminded the angel that both he and his wife were very old. Instead of looking to God in faith, the priest looked at himself and his wife and decided that it was an impossible situation. How many times do we do that? Don't we do that too? Yes. God promises that he's going to do something in our lives, and we look at our situation, and we, 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 we look at our situation from our own carnal perspective of unbelief and doubt. And we said, nah, that can't happen.
1: Yeah.
0: Even though God says again. And then uh, God would perhaps do something in our lives uh, to punish us for that doubt. And so for us, the doubt that we have becomes a crippling doubt, like it was for Zechariah. Zechariah counted the angel's word of promise. He says, I'm an old man and my wife. Is well along in years And so rather than focusing on the good news Of God's promise delivered through the angel Gabriel, Zachariah chose to focus instead On the difficulties of his and his wife's situation And we do the same thing today, don't we? Oh yeah.
2: yeah
0: And so Gabriel emphasized Just who Zachariah was talking to With these words in other words, when Zechariah expressed doubt, Gabriel looked at him and said, do you know who I am? Boy, you know, what, what happens when people say that? You know, I was when I was working in the bank, this guy came to cash a check, and I didn't know him. God knows, I did not know the man. But he was a popular entertainer. And um, and I ask him for identification. Boy, <laughs> what did I did that all. Just to anyway. Huh? He, Just Disposed
3: to anyway. Even if they he, didn't.
0: man, he unloaded on me. You know, here's <laughs> an innocent teller in the bank. That's the procedure. You know, can you give me, show me identification? And he started carrying on. You know, I am this and I am that and I am the next. You don't know me. And one of the other tellers next to me knew him, and he said. And he came with his pen and he initialed the check, and i and I cashed it for him. You know, but Gabriel says, "Do you know who I am?" <laughs> you know, everybody knows who Gabriel is. So quite naturally, Gabriel expected Zachariah to to know who he was. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gabriel now called for Zachariah to take to understand who he was. A sign in the Old Testament was often associated with a confirming observable phenomenon which accompanied a word of prophecy. And so for the next nine months Zachariah's inability to speak would prove the reality of Gabriel's message. Just because you didn't believe you're going to be struck with the inability to speak. Boy, oh, that's, a, that's a warning, eh? That's that's a caution for us, right? Uh, whenever we choose not to believe what God tells us to believe, uh, quite possibly, we could be hindered in our daily life by some crippling doubt. By the effects of, of our crippling doubt. Let's look at the paragraphs on page uh, 96. If we can have someone... Read that, please.
3: If an angel, straight for the presence of God, stood before you and gave you details about how your prayers would be answered, what would you do? Zechariah doubted. Can we blame Zechariah? Mm-hmm. That God had answered their prayers for a child was amazing in itself, the news of his role in the kingdom of God is beyond incredible. I wonder if Zachariah thought to himself, how can I possibly raise such a child? How do I take on this responsibility when I feel too old to begin a new season of life with a bouncing baby boy? We do the same thing with God. When we sense his spirit leading us toward a certain task, we tend to respond like Zachariah. God, are you really sure you want me to do this? Zechariah's question to the angel Gabriel was telling, how can I know this? He asked for proof. The angel promised Zechariah that he and Elizabeth would have a special son with a special ministry and a unique task. But Zechariah wanted more than a promise. He wanted proof. And we do too. Mm -hmm. What further proof could God give? Here was Gabriel the messenger who stands in the presence of God and about whom Zachariah had read in the book of Daniel. So so Gabriel gave further proof, a sign that was punitive. You will become silent and unable to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their proper time. The promised child would cry out before Zachariah could. Wow, even so, Zacharias' doubt did not keep God from working. God always keeps his promises, and his plan will prevail. When we doubt God's word, it hinders our walk with him and our service in his kingdom. Thankfully, that's not where our story has to end. And it's not where Zacharias' story ended either.
0: Okay, now notice the second paragraph there. We do the same thing with God we, do. we are no different from Zachariah in what he did in not believing God's promise. Question number three on page 96 why is it often hard for us to trust that God will do what he says he will do Why do we have difficulty with that
4: because it goes against
2: the logic of.
0: Right. It goes against our common logic. Okay. You know, we we, we we along with everybody else in the world. If everybody else don't believe that that can happen, then we, we fall right in line. Okay. Rather than uh, trusting God based on the relationship that we have with him and his track record. Why is it that we don't remember God's track record? What do you think? God has a phenomenal track record, doesn't he? Yes. Remember the children of Israel
2: yes.
0: in the wilderness?
2: Yes.
0: I mean, God would do something for them today, and the next day they were complaining. You know, I mean, and God did it over and over and over again. God had a phenomenal track record. And every single time that they felt that they didn't get what they wanted, they were like a bunch of small, spoiled kids, right?
1: Yeah. Wow. They didn't
0: get what they want, and then they complained, and they complained. Isn't that the way we are sometimes? Oh, yeah. Just the no, way we are. No, what do you no. say? The more things change, the more they remain the same. <laughs> Question number four. Yeah, yeah. Someone's going to say. I, I would say in the case, mm-hmm. and do you remember Abraham and Sarah? Have known about yeah, they should remember that it was a priest. No? There was another case I mean theirs was not an isolated situation They should have remembered yeah. uh, We do the same thing
3: <laughs>
0: Question number four How can we ask questions of God Without drifting into doubt How can we ask We just answered that question, didn't we? Shock yeah. record, right? Just remember his track record. That's how we can ask questions of God uh, without drifting into doubt. Remember what God has already done. Amen. Okay. As we skip ahead to verses 63 to 65, we'll see what happened when both Gabriel's major prophecies come true. Just so look at what the Bible has to say in Luke chapter one, on page 93 again. Well,
2: it says 63 to 65. Go ahead.
0: Go ahead.
1: He asked for a writing tablet, I wrote. His name is John. And they were all amazed. Immediately, immediately his mouth was open and his tongue set free. I need to get this to speak. Praise him, Lord. Fear came on all those who lived around him. All these things were being talked about throughout
0: their own country. Okay, so Elizabeth had a baby. Finally, she had a baby, and as was required in the Mosaic law, on the eighth day they prepared to circumcise and to name the child. That was a customary in the culture. And so, to everybody's surprise and amazement, Instead of naming the child after his father which everybody expected that he's going to be John jr You know and everybody expected that not only was everybody expecting it But everybody was saying it was telling them they ought to do it Okay Elizabeth said the child That the child was to be named John Elizabeth, The reason for the Elizabeth right rather said that the child would be named John. The reason the revelation of the baby's name was surprising to everyone is because John was not a family name. Nobody in their family name was named John. So where did they get this name from? Why did they pick John? Okay, and that surprised everyone. Because if, if he wasn't going to be him Zachariah, then he should name him after his grandfather or somebody in the family who had to name, uh, you know, that surprised everybody. And so, because traditionally a baby boy would be named after his father, and we people do that even today. Not only not his father or somebody else in, his fa- in, in the family, the grandfather, all right? What? And so the neighbors were shocked when Elizabeth insisted that he be named John. Zachariah, on the other hand, remained true to the instructions that the angel had given him. He wrote it down on the top of his name is gonna be John, which means Yahweh has been gracious. Isn't it fantastic how God uses names? Names are special to God. Okay, quickly as we move to page 97. Let's look at those paragraphs there. Someone read that please.
4: From all the, the years, Dr. Ellis couldn't speak. He watched his age while struggle through the child in the pregnancy. He surely prayed for a healthy delivery. He silently taught his role in preparation for the sun the rain, And as the love for his in his life, he lived in Newtown, he was surely overcome with emotion love for his child. In addition, his love for God surely was even greater than the poor. Zacharias never forgot the promise God made, even as he learned a lesson about doubt and trust. Zacharias was now ready to act in years, and found a way to get into the discussion. He wrote on the tablet, The boy would call John, and immediately his mouth was open, and he began to rejoice. Gabriel had told Zacharias to call his son John. At the time Zacharias had filled was filled with doubt, but now he was ready to obey. His app of obedience to God, the man set him free and led him to worship. Zacharias had a voice again, but he no longer spoke the words of doubt. Now He spoke joy and praise. We can trust God's word to us. But whatever He tells us, whatever He calls us to do, we can be assured of His presence and God's guidance. We can be assured that He will work in us, through us. After all, God doesn't call, the equipped; He quit the Cool.
0: That is so true. Amen, okay let's look at a couple of points there uh, The first point is Gable had told Zachariah to call his son John Right? Yes At that time Zachariah had been filled with doubt But now he was ready to obey His act of obedience to God's command set him free and led him to do what? Worship Worship that's the second. That's the point. Of, the second point is, we can trust God's word to us. Whatever He tells us, whatever He tells us, it doesn't matter how many, how many times other people say you shouldn't. Whatever He tells us, whatever He calls us to do, we can be assured that His presence. Be assured of His presence and guidance. We can be assured that He will work in us and through us. You can be guaranteed that that'll happen. And then the third thing we notice, after all, after all, God doesn't call the equipped. What does He do? He
2: equips us.
0: He equips those He calls. So you don't have to be concerned, like Moses was when he complained that he couldn't speak well. God calls you. He's going to equip you for whatever He's called you for. Okay. Notice our verse sixty-four. Uh, and the way Zachariah began praising God as soon as his speech was restored. Okay, he was jumping around and praising God. Immediately, were well, 64? Immediately, his mouth was open. Immediately, his mouth was open, and his tongue was set free. And he began to speak. And the first words out of his mouth was?
1: Praise God.
0: Question number five. When was your, when has your obedience to God led to joy? Like, like Zachariah was, you know, God told you to do something and you were kind of reluctant to do it and when you finally did it and uh, you realized, wow, wow, look what God has done and you start jumping up and down and people thought you were crazy.
1: <laughs>
0: that happens, that happens. Sometimes people scream out and all, and some people think that, oh, what's going on? What's wrong with them?" It's praise. Just praise. Okay, uh, the point again, God's word can be fully trusted. Not just trusted, but fully trusted, 100% trusted. Okay, let's see how we can live this out. Page 98. How can we apply this lesson to our lives as we go forth during the week? Number one, list. Make a list of the times when God used you in ways... When in ways you would never dreamed or imagined. Remember those amazing instances of power at work in you and rejoice at His grace. I'm sure we can all think of situations like that, right? Mm-hmm. And it says, make a list of those times when God did that. Okay, reflect, in other words, reflect on God's track record. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the second one is pray. Mm-hmm. Start praying bigger bolder prayers
2: Dad,
0: Brenda? <laughs> okay she said Brenda I was doing that confess your doubts to God and ask him to use you in any way he wants stretching you beyond your comfort zone and teaching you to trust his calling on your life boy what is it about these comfort zones we have we never seem to want to get out of them no,
1: they're comfortable.
0: too comfortable mm-hmm. act The third one. What is God calling you to do? It can be as big as a change in a career or as small as a calling someone who needs a word of encouragement. Act on it. Your trust in God is seen in your what? Obedience. Obedience. That's how we demonstrate we trust God by doing what he says. And Jesus himself said, if you love me, you will? Trust me. Obey me. you do as I tell you to do if you really love me. And then the final note before we close, as we close, you may not live in the land, in the kind of neighborhood where nobody locks their doors at night. Few people in do these days, but you can still find the courage to trust Christ, to trust God. He will never let you do it. I remember when I went to Cat Island for the first time to, do, to work in the mission house there, and I was staying with a family, and the lady shouted out, it was getting dark, uh, but appears we don't lock doors here. I was about to lock that door. <laughs> so now we don't lock doors here. Fuck, we don't know where the key is. Okay, imagine living in a world like that. That's right, soon and very soon. Okay.